yes, well, that was a very traumatic start because I thought I couldn't record anything because the Audacity line wasn't doing its usual gruffy, uppy-downy things with my voice and I was getting a complete silence feedback and it turned out I've got the recording volume on zero. So, that's now fixed. We're back to normal. Uh, off we go, episode 22 of Mr. Burt Pods. Yes, well, I then whacked the recording level up so um, so high, I uh, nearly deafened myself. So we're back to normal now. Um, yes, it's been, it's actually been a very, uh, very busy week. And of course, busyness uh, is always a bit traumatic. So the, um, the, uh, it's a bit sunny today. So I've got the curtain half closed. Um, so I can't actually see the full that's the curtain going the full um view of the street but we'll see how it goes at the moment it's very quiet had a little chat with my neighbor this morning and i did tell capes that um he does appear on the podcast every now and then mostly when he's getting his groceries out of the back of his car which is always quite funny so yes it's been a very bit oh there's a car very busy week and uh so last wednesday so we got over the trauma of the shower there was a person i think it was just a harsh critic who was suggesting that my life uh, always has some trauma going on. I don't know where she's got that idea from, but I think we need to put pay to it right now. So Wednesday, um, we went off to the Royal Academy to see, uh, I can't pronounce the name, it's Spiliet or Spiliet or something, who is a Belgian artist dead a long time ago, um, pretty much unknown, and it was uh, amazing fantastic exhibition uh, and between the pair of us we came back with four prints and a load of sort of small prints and postcards and I and plus a catalogue. Uh, we do have a pile of catalogues from Royal Academy and other places half of which are still in their uh, their uh, cling film unwrapped. What do you call that stuff that goes around books? Anyway um, but I did. I, I I was quite inspired by this to do some to do some of my own uh, work. So that was all very exciting. Uh, there was a bit of a trauma then actually because uh, we'd booked in at eleven o'clock and we never normally uh, well we never get anywhere on time but um, we never normally turn up for an exhibition bang on time because it's not quite like going to the theatre. So we were there about ten past quarter past eleven only to be told we were going to get kicked out at five to twelve for the twelve o'clock lot to come in. Well, this hadn't been made clear anywhere and certain people that I was with take a long time going around exhibitions, albeit the fact it was only three rooms and certain people I was with don't like being told what to do or being pressurised time-wise. So I thought there was going to be a a kickoff but fortunately they were the Royal Academy staff were fine and I have to say um, there was a sign there was a couple of signs actually in the Royal Academy saying please be kind to our staff and you just think I don't know it sort of leaves me speechless really I think I'm just going to leave it to that but anyway um, so yes that was very nice and then after that we met uh, I'm going to have to start calling her Arnold Hurley. Um, way back, way back, way back in episode two of Nothing to See Here, when Darren decided to dump feedback on me and destroy my life and my mental health, um, 
some of the feedback was from a friend of mine who did write me a quite long email and I foolishly sent it to Darren won't be doing that ever again uh, so a lot of the names that we used uh, that he made up and to this day is insisting they're still true real people um, one of the names that was used for a little bit of her feedback was Arnold Holy and for some reason Arnold Holy uh, just made me laugh at the time and still does rather and uh, so Arnold Holy is one of the um, <laughs> I don't know why I find the name so funny. Arnold Holy is now a kingpin, really a linchpin of nothing to see here. And I think it actually gets mentioned pretty much every week. Uh, I don't actually think the poor woman has heard more than about three episodes. <laughs> I don't think she's got past that feedback episode and she's completely mortified and never wants to meet Darren. But anyway, so we met Arnold Holy, um, who I used to work with. Uh, I worked with on a couple of shows. She was the DSM to my lighting operator. And oh no, I was stage crew on Twilight Zone. I was down on the on the floor opening doors and closing doors for actors. I think I mentioned that before. So we met her and had lunch and that was really nice. The sun was nice and shiny and we were in the Royal Academy uh, uh, courtyard and we had copious amounts of tea. So that was a really lovely day. And then we came home and oh i walked arnold holy back to waterloo and came home and then um it is that feeling of we're trying to get things done and stay safe but try and get things done in case we go back into lockdown which seems to be hovering over as like a storm cloud at the moment so um but then it's more a matter of doing things spontaneously rather than planning uh, a long way ahead uh, i've had a very busy day today you know i was up at my normal time which we won't discuss because it's not that early and I had a yoga class at half past nine um, and I had I don't know that I mentioned last week I had a private yoga session with my yoga yes I did mention this my yoga man who thinks I'm who still calls me Bert um, and uh, that was very successful I did a vinyasa flow one on Wednesday evening last week and it flowed a bit too quickly for me and I got into a right state so uh, I don't think uh, my mental upheaval was quite the state I was meant to be in during a yoga class so we went back to Hatha yoga this morning which is much slower and <laughs> in fairness he was teaching me to be slower and to go at my own speed so actually it works better for me that very quiet in the road I haven't seen a single person go past yet in case anyone's worried apart from one car so and oh yes and i was oh big mystery's been solved huge mystery the kerfuffle over the bins that goes on over the road i don't know why i get so worked up about it just drives me up the word no i've worked out why there's a kerfuffle they keep their bins there's like a, a tiny alley at the back of their garden it's a really grim i mean we're talking few feet wide but you can walk up and down it just about and it's just full of crap it goes down the back of the back of the back gardens of the houses on the next road they've been pushing their bins up there so that's why there's a but but there's always a parked car and i couldn't have been able to see that's why they've been doing it so that's why they take so long bringing the bins in and putting them out again why which wouldn't matter and it doesn't matter in the scheme of things i'm well aware of this but they have a front garden on the other road which is their main front door and everybody else puts their bins in that front garden on that road and everybody else puts their bins on the pavement in front of the houses so i just don't know why they can't the kids have been screaming i tell you the kids scream every single day 
and I'm it's just not an ice cream it's the sort of screaming that just gets under my skin it's not happy children playing and uh, there's always a wailing and a crying and I don't know whether they're just spoiled or what but it drives me up the wall we were walking the other day actually and I was in full flow um spouting off about them when I suddenly realized they were walking towards us I've never seen them outside the house before so um I had to uh, shut the person I was with up very very quickly <laughs> and walk past them not looking at them um but that's been driving me up the wall in fact it was suggested we should get double glazing so I didn't have to listen to it anymore but I think that's a bit extreme yeah so my busy morning was um yoga followed by uh yeah mr and mrs wilson's look sounds like she's got a monday to friday job so we're gonna have to reorganize our uh, um runs so i went off for a run on my own so i was very impressed that by lunchtime i'd done a yoga class had run 5k and run 5k my personal best which was 32 minutes which isn't too bad because i think my first 5k was about 36 minutes um uh, anyway so um oh, i've got emails oh my brother um yes my brother's in the middle of um uh getting the uh my parents our parents house on the market up in Harringa, which is all a bit depressing um so they've had he's had the um uh, state agents around and they've been taking photographs and i suspect that's him emailing me to say that uh, it's now gone on the market I'm in a bit of a dilemma still because I want to bring the piano down here and I don't know where to put it because the flat's too small. I really, really want my dad's grandfather clock because that's just generations old in the family. And that's, oh, I just don't know where to put it in the house. The trouble is the house, my growing up house was a semi-detached house. So chiming, ticking clocks didn't really matter. But when you're living in a flat with people next door on both sides and below you, uh, a grandfather clock's not ideal. And it's sad because I do love the chime, but I think when it comes here, it'll we'll have to stop the chime permanently. Um, it's this flat is just not built for pianos and grandfather clocks, sadly. If anyone wants a piano, I'm quite serious. I really, I don't want to get rid of my piano, but um, I've got a keyboard here. But uh, I'm happy to put it out on a permanent or semi-permanent loan if I know someone really wanted it and valued it and would look after it. Um, and I need to do something about it fairly quick because it's uh, we've got to get it out of the house uh, pretty soon because it's going on the market. So yeah, I'm digressing somewhere, aren't I? Where am I digressing to? Oh, car coming around the corner. Um. So uh, yes, I've had a very busy day today. And then Wednesday, Thursday last week. Can't remember what happened on Thursday. I'm writing a no, no, I'm not writing a novel. I'm, I'm writing a short story, um, which is taking up quite a lot of time, along with podcast editing. Not that I edit any podcasts, as we all know. Um, Darren and I are bringing nothing to see here to a close. We're going to not not permanently, but we're going to finish uh, on a series one. Uh, we've decided, and then start a series two because that's what everybody else seems to do. But um, yeah, that's sort of quite. We've got to discuss that. I'm going to see him on Wednesday. Um, which, oh, another car. I was saying to my neighbour, and he was agreeing with me that there are just so many people that come down this road that we've never seen before in our lives every single day. It's one of the mysteries of the universe. So, um, yeah, where am I? Thursday, I don't know what happened. 
Friday, I can't really remember what happened, nor Saturday, but Sunday morning, uh, we went off with the girls uh, to play pitch putt at Ali Pali, which um, we've been talking about doing for absolutely ages. Um, and then I suddenly realised we've just got to get on with things because of the doom of everything going on at the moment. So I spontaneously messaged on Saturday, would you like to do it tomorrow morning? And um, we did, and the sun was out, and it was a lovely day. I managed to be wearing a jacket, a t-shirt, and a long sleeve shirt. Don't know how I managed that. Um, I've never played pitch and putt before, so I was literally looking at where I was aiming, looking down at the ball on the bottom of my club, completely forget forgetting which way I was aiming, and hitting it. I may as well have just closed my eyes, to be honest, and hit it. It was completely random. Uh, and I didn't do too badly. I did come last, but it wasn't a terrible last. Um, my worst one, the pitch and putt course isn't in great condition. I mean, it's fine. But there was one course that if your ball just went off the green, it went down a hill and rolled for about five miles. So it actually took me 17 shots. My personal best was four. It took me 17 shots. I think I just gave up in the end and just pretty much kicked the ball into the hole. Um, I did a gentle tap, which just missed the hole, went across the thing, the green, and then rolled down the hill and rolled and rolled and rolled and rolled and rolled. So it was like I'd whacked it uh, distance-wise, and yet I just tapped it. It was completely surreal. So that was a huge amount of fun, and I can recommend Pitch and Putt, even if you've never played it before and you've absolutely no idea what you're doing. Um, I did find that as soon as I started thinking about what I was doing, I missed hitting the ball. As soon as anybody uh, who else was playing, there were quite a lot of little groups of young, uh, no, not young boys, probably in their 20s playing, and they were all very proficient. And, and whenever any of them were anywhere near us, I promptly missed the ball completely and just hit a load of turf up into the air. So failure to look cool was uh, the usual. But no, it was great, really enjoyed it. And then we went for lunch. Uh, which was spontaneous. There's all this spontaneity going on. And then I uh, also saw a friend of mine from yoga, um, and big fan of mine. And um, that was old yoga, not new yoga. Those are the days when uh, you were on two mats in a room talking to each other, not that we talked to each other through the yoga session, just before and after. Um, yes, yeah, so that was all a very busy, uh, exciting weekend, and now i am just got lots of editing to do, and I've got, uh, I'm writing a short story because the H Club writing group is carrying on under a different name, and they are, or Mr Hayward, who's in charge, is going to put an anthology together, so I'm going to submit to my story, which the harsh critic, as we speak, is scrutinising. And Darren is scrutinising. Um, so that's got to be in by the end of the month. Um, I had a marvellous conversation uh, with a radio producer. Uh, long story how I got in touch with him, but it was through the tremendous kindness of someone I don't really know. Um, and also tremendous kindness from this person who talked to me for half an hour, giving me advice and telling me how... Um, audio submissions, commissions, all this stuff works, what to do, where to aim. Um, can't tell you how kind he was. It was absolutely lovely. Um, just just was kept saying, any more questions? Any more questions? Uh, and giving up his time. So I've got some ideas 
for um, some audio writing and added to that I've also tomorrow I'm starting a paid course called writing great audio or something with the London Playwrights group which is a little group I've been with for a while who are very supportive of writers and they've given me a little uh, not a reading list a listening list and um, some amazing stuff so if you like it's not just it's sort of podcasty stuff but um, there was a thing that I to be honest wouldn't have touched with a barge pole because it was called the Republicans Donald Trump and then something else and I thought I just presumed it was a documentary and just would never have listened to it and I thought well I better if they're they're, uh, suggesting it I realized when I clicked onto the website it's on BBC sounds uh, it's part of a series of dramas about the Republican Party um, and this one focused on Donald Trump it was absolutely brilliant I have to say it was really really brilliant it's it Trump is just beyond a joke now so it's you know he's so easy to make fun of but we're also I think past making fun of him now and um, this was really funny and surreal but very thought-provoking and also taught me stuff about history of American politics and presidents and public family party that I didn't know it's it's a bizarre mixture of things Um, it has a brilliant twist at the end which I didn't see coming which but was just all almost imaginable an absolutely terrifying thought idea um and it's just pure entertainment pure entertainment um for an hour um yeah basically it, it I mean Donald Trump's one of the main is, is the main character in it um it's fantastic so it's called and I can't remember but if you put on BBC sounds the Republicans Donald Trump you should find it it's got a, it's a series of plays I think they're all written by the same person and they're all written about different figures in the Republican Party and the other thing I liked uh, they suggested Tunnel 29 which is a documentary podcast about um, some people who tunneled under the um, what are those two doing? Oh, we've actually got two people in the room. It's a bit exciting. They look like backpackers. God knows what they're doing. Um, about people who tunnelled under the Berlin Wall uh, shortly after it was built. It's an incredible story. Um, it wasn't quite as gripping as I expected it to be, but by the second part, I was. I think it was done in short parts, but then you can get a slightly shortened two-part omnibus which I listened to uh, and by the end I was I, I nearly burst into tears it, it was so so moving at the end so I can recommend that till 29 and the other thing the other things um what's the other thing my top top ever I have to say I think podcasts are tracks which is an absolute load of tosh uh, but there's about four series of it but completely um perfectly done when you do tosh perfectly it's just terrific um so that was with uh romola garai who i really like and hattie morahan stepped in i think series two or three so i could really recommend that and they were all in 15 minutes oh, do you know everything is just going going at the moment there's people emptying their bins there's people walking past there's cars i've never seen that person before in my life um, and the other thing is, there was two things based on 
Well, I don't know. I didn't know what they were. Uh, and I think that was the pure enjoyment of them because I didn't know anything about them. I think it's the second one's called A Whisper in Darkness. Or maybe that was the first one. There's two of them. I think the less you know about them, the better. But they are absolutely inspired. Um, and if I was they're the pinnacle of what I would like to write radio drama for. Um, so, yes, if you want to um, if you want to listen to some stuff, I think everything I recommend is on BBC Sounds, but there's a lot of stuff around. And uh, there's a brilliant one podcast called Nothing to See Here with Aaron Stephen. I can also recommend. Um, so that's that. Delighted to see this morning that Shit's Creek just got just swept the Emmys board and um, got every comedy Emmy going, which is apparently the first time in the history of the Emmys. Um, there are certain things getting me through this awful phase of life and Schitt's Creek is one of them. It is just sublime. So I'm going to finish now because I'm on 21 minutes, 32 seconds, 33 seconds, 34 seconds, 35 seconds. Uh, I hope everybody's keeping well and um, oh, shout out to, uh, yes, I bumped into, um, she tried to ignore me, uh, hippie family down the road because um, I had my headphones in which she just took as an excuse not to talk to me. Um, but of course I've got to give her a mention. Um she's desperate. Okay, thank you for listening.